here we go. Ready to start. It is Wednesday afternoon. Just finished up week six, heading on to week seven. It's been an interesting week, uh, I guess fantasy-wise, but in general with all the fires. Uh, our place was one of the places that had to get evacuated. I don't know how many other people, maybe some Lake Foresters like the Alice family. I know uh, Stephanie's family had to evacuate. I don't know about Greg's. I know they're in the Orba Linda side of things. Uh, Carp probably the best timing to move out of the canyon. Who knows what would have happened to the cabin up there. Uh, hopefully everybody's safe. Everybody is doing well. Uh, I know there's still evacuations in this area. Friends of mine up near the hills. Uh, I'm back in my apartment. So I had to me and Julie both had to evacuate Monday. Uh, I was able to get back in here late last night. And so now I'm back in here. Julie's down in San Diego. So that's why there's no fun beginning to this. We, I guess we could have done something over the phone. But, uh, you know, she doesn't necessarily have to be on every one of these. I think she has fun with it. But not sport's not her forte. We'll get back to the Rugrats or whatever cartoon we want to talk about another day uh but let's look at the league we had an interesting league a lot of points a lot of uh interesting matchups i think just looking all around throughout all the matchups there really wasn't a close one i know a couple of them uh did come down to the wire the week before and some turning uh, leaders right at the very end but this week it was kind of blowout city. Uh, the only there was only one matchup that finished within ten points. Uh, that was Carp and Cisco. Everybody else was twenty or more, thirty or more. Uh, there was only one other matchup that finished within thirty, really. So it's hard to say it was a competitive weekend. There was a lot of scoring and a lot of things going on, a lot of standings moving around, a lot of injuries and, and people messing with lineups, so there's there's that to be had. Uh, so we're going to go through the matchups, and I'm going to put a nice little wrinkle into it as we start that. Bringing back the nostalgia factor. Uh, I've always thought it's, it sounds better talking over music anyway, so let's see how this works out. Uh, first matchup of the weekend, myself and Sean, this one, uh, something, a, a new phrase I want to, I guess, pen in, in a sense. Uh, so both of our teams finished well below our uh, projected totals, and my total, or, or Sean's, but both totals looked bad before the Monday night game. This was only like a five, six point game, I guess before the Sunday night game. Uh, and Sean was coming up on a bonus. He nearly had one from Keenan Allen there against the Jags. Uh, but this is a game I would like to coin as a wet fart. Uh, two teams well below their uh, projected totals. Almost the the two worst totals in the league uh, last week, but a couple of late points propelled my team out of that area. 
So I'd like to call this a wet fart with two teams that probably wouldn't have won any other game, uh, one of them having to get a win. Uh, it was nearly something that I also want to coin as a Bear Grylls game. Um, the Bear Grylls game, when I think of Bear Grylls, obviously there's a lot of different visuals, but the one visual I always get was I think he was on the African Savannah, and he found a big giant pile of elephant dung. And he showed us that in a time of crisis, when there's no water, because there's usually not a lot out on the African savanna, you can pick up the dung and squeeze it into your mouth for sustenance, for, for water, for nutrition, nutrients. I guess it's the waste or whatever. So that's kind of what I think, is if the two lowest scoring teams go against each other, I think of the team with the lowest amount of points as the elephant dung. And the team that wins is Bear Grylls squeezing the win out of the elephant dung. Uh, so I don't think we've had one of those this year. But if it ever comes up, we will ha show the Bear Grylls game. Uh, possible that there could be other ones like it in the future. So a wet fart is what we had here. A couple of two teams that just had sorry weekends. Nobody, nobody deserved to win. Uh, my team keeps snaking along now. Fifth place. Sean's still looking for their first win. This could have been it. I'm, I feel like he's going to get one at some point. That's all to talk about with that game. Next up, uh, Sean, sorry, Marty and Bill. So Bill finally goes down, still put in a good effort, 152 points this week. Big games from, average games from everybody, it looks like. Uh, Kamara did well, Matt Ryan did well. Uh, his Rams defense, uh, you know, cruising huge 29 points if marty hadn't gotten his type of week it might have been a different discussion but joe burrow the bonus kind of put him out way out ahead at the onset and then pretty much 10 points from everybody else on his team to so win 153 to 115 uh, a good effort there bills uh had some points on the bench james robinson i know he's already made a trade so probably getting that out of the way but We'll see what happens this week with Robinson on the bye. And and Bill's in an interesting spot now. He's he's still first, but there's a lot of teams right on his tail. And, uh, you know, he, he hasn't scored the most points every week. So uh, we'll see how that continues to play out. Marty getting a nice win now two in a row, I believe. Still 14th, but making his way back up. Next matchup, we go to Carp and Cisco. This was the the best game of the week, points margin-wise. Uh, and it was pretty even throughout. 192, Carp gets the win. Uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, basically even equal to each other in points. Uh, not that many good days all around. Only four other players had 10 points or more, uh, including the kicker for Cisco, Jason Myers. Todd Gurley basically... What was the difference maker today with his 21 points? We all saw his kind of touchdown, which at the moment it might not have been the deciding factor. It definitely made it more comfortable. Uh, but that's the, the winner right there, and Carp keeps rolling right along. 5-2 and two now. Cisco still with three wins. He's you know, put up a respectable amount this week, but uh, going uh, to need some help down the line to get into the playoffs. He sits in 12th place. 
Next matchup, Ty once again uh, using his opponents to his advantage gets a 109-72 win over Steph. Steph, a, a solid week from Josh Allen, but the rest of her team uh, playing pretty pedestrian-like. Justin Jefferson not available. Obviously, uh, no more Dak really put a hurt in, in her team. Hopefully getting Christian McCaffrey back this week. That would be huge. Uh, Ty's just putting out people and they, they keep getting points for him. I'm sorry my anteater Darren Fellas didn't do anything for you. Uh, as always, somebody on Ty's bench outperformed somebody in the starting lineup with DJ Moore, but continues to win now. 6-1 and one up there with Bill. A good spot for him who hasn't done the hasn't had the best year. Still put up solid showings, but it'd be a six and one right now. It's pretty comfortable. Uh, that's where he's at. Steph's still hanging in there at three and four. Uh, in eighth place, technically she has to win the division. Another one of those situations. So uh, we'll move right along to a a big time blowout. Tuck taking out Weber 115-61. Weber had had some. Great weeks, was moving up the rankings, still in the top eight in seventh place right now, but just caught a stinker from his whole lineup. Cam Newton with negative points. It'll be interesting to see what he does between Cam and Jared Goff down the rest of the way. Uh, had a lot of points on the bench. Both of his defenses did well. Uh, and some solid points, but really when you need a bulkier points from your quarterback and he puts up negatives, uh, that's really going to hurt. Uh, Tuck on the other side. You know, didn't need much. Patrick Mahomes with a scoring half of his projected. Uh, got some good addings from Christian Kirk and Tyreek Hill. The defense, the 49er defense came through for him. Uh, and he, he, you know, had a solid week. If he can put a few more of these weeks together, get him back in the discussion. He does have two wins in 15th place, uh, but putting up a lot of points. So a big win for Tuck. Uh, and Weber is still rolling right along, but 4-3 and three is, is not as good as his performances have been. On down the long, a 100-point victory this week from Greg. Uh, I mentioned Greg early on. I, I think it was either bad luck or injuries, just couldn't get the points. And in the last couple of weeks, he has soared right into the playoff discussion now. 160 this week. Another huge game from Kyler Murray. A.J. Brown with a bonus, playing the way he thought he would. Uh, Ronald Jones putting up points. The Chiefs defense against Denver got him a lot of points. Didn't really need him much. Jeff Alice with a rough week. Andy Dalton pressed into duty. Didn't get a lot of points for him. Got some good days from a... His most points came from a pickup in Jamal Williams. Most everybody else under five points. Uh, Miles Sanders getting back in lineup will be a big help. Maybe Le'Veon Bell can get going. And he just had a lot of buys this week, which really didn't help. If, if you're going to lose on your bye week, make it like this so still three wins for him Greg's three wins puts him right up tied with Steph I think just points separate them on first place in, in basically what's the NFC East right now everybody's under 500 uh, trying to get that low hanging fruit of a playoff spot uh, well Jeff at a three and four in a tough division but still still right in there for the playoffs not too far out uh, the only other game with neither team scoring over 100 points, Jacob and Jen. This was touted as a big-time matchup over the weekend and and just rough sailing for Jacob. Deshaun Watson pulling the load for him as usual. Obviously, Beckham goes down. Chris Carson goes down. 
there are a lot of questions. Ezekiel Elliott had a rough go, and all of a sudden Jacob's team, which looked like was sailing along to a top three finish in this league, is all, all of a sudden at sixth place with four wins and, and not a lot to look forward to on his team. There are a lot of questions. Jameson Crowder got hurt right before the game, had a lot of buys. Uh, he's made a lot of moves, something that I, I think I should mention. 25 moves already for Jacob. Uh, we have the limit set at 40 for the entire season. I know that's not really affected anybody in the past. I think we had it at 50 at one point. And especially with COVID concerns this year, we may be looking into uh, eliminating that number. That was something that we wanted to get away from people just making 100 moves every week and taking advantage of the system. But I don't, I don't really know how you could do that at this point. So I may up that number if everybody's okay with that. Uh, not just for Jacob's sake, but for anybody else looking for acquisitions. But let me hear what you had to think. It's it, it is something everybody else is, is not really close to that number. Ty has 23. Uh, everybody else has less than 17 or even 10, really. Uh, so something to think about. Meanwhile, on, on Gen side, having a big Titans day despite against Pittsburgh. Tannehill, 21 points. Derrick Henry did his thing. Did enough to win with 97 points uh, and a couple big days on the bench. So she's feeling good. Heading back to in the right direction. 5-2, fourth place, uh, looking towards the top of her division with, with Bill right ahead of her. Uh, and the last matchup of the weekend, of course, the one that nobody could stop talking about. We have a new record holder for most points in a week. Uh, that's Jeff Ventura, 219.38 points. We saw Anthony Matarosa that year that he actually holds the all-time season record in points in 1922 which Carp is looking at trying to eclipse uh, he had one 214 in a week that year my team actually had 206 I believe in a competition last year despite two wins or one win still had the best points I think that was my only one of my only wins so uh, good for Jeff getting that that total he just he had three players that all scored more than Tim's best player, who he had 113 points. He had Justin Herbert, who who nearly got a bonus. Uh, but Tom Brady matched him. Devontae Adams and Tyler Lockett both getting bonuses for him. Uh, throw in a good day from Giovanni Bernard in the Buffalo defense. And, and there's really nothing you can do if you're in Tim's corner right there. Uh, I'm very interested... That threw Tim right into the discussion. He is now allowed the most points on the season out of out of every team, which would put him in the running for for ten uh, ten bucks the or five bucks for the toughest schedule. Uh, he just vaulted right over Jeff Inter and Marty, um, but Jeff gets his five dollars back in the most single uh, week points. So a lot of factors going into that one. Just fun to see that. A good week for Jeff. These two teams, both with losing records, surprisingly, but two of the top-scoring teams in the league and two of the teams that have given up the most amount of points. So they may be rounding off in the right at the right time. If they get a couple of, of good wins, they'll put them right in the discussion. And if they get in the playoffs, they're going to be tough to handle. And as we saw, Tim dishing out uh, Lamar Jackson for James Conner, getting some running back help, not trusting any of his San Francisco players. Uh, so an interesting move, and 
a big win for Jeff. Big win, big game for both. I don't even call it a bad loss for Tim. Unlucky, but I like his prospects moving forward in the week. And uh, and that's where we stand after the week last week. We're looking ahead to next week. Uh, as always, big matchup starting with myself and Weber. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know what note I wrote for Weber down here. Uh, but heading to week eight, it's it's. Uh, oh, I guess there's only really three games you need to look out for in in Weber's week. That is the Rams taking on the Dolphins, where he has three players: uh, Chargers and Broncos, which he has a pair, and the Panthers Falcons tomorrow night. He's got a couple. He also has a a Cowboy and a Lion in there. But three big games for, for Weber to look out at. Uh, I guess he's going to go with Goff over Cam Newton. Joe Mixon could be back. That could be a huge boost to his team. Michael Gallup's had a few rough weeks. Uh, we're all on my side. Uh, more buys. Uh, Hopkins is going to be a tough one for me to get around. My whole entire bench basically on a buy or injured. So I'm running with the guys I got. Marvin Jones had a good game last week. Maybe the tight ends can get back in the groove. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. I, I, I like Weber's chances in this one. This will go a long way towards positioning in the division. Uh, next on the, the slate, Marty and Jacob, two teams going in opposite directions. Obviously, Jacob, a great start to the year. He's lost a couple. He's got a ton of injuries. His one quarterback's on a bye this week. So he had to pick up the tie cast-off in Daniel Jones. Uh, we'll see if Ezekiel Elliott can do something for him. Hopefully, Crowder can come back. He's got the Niners' fifth-string running back basically in there with Coleman waiting in the wings. Uh, Marty's got some tough decisions now between Drew Brees and Joe Burrow. Who's he going to start at quarterback? He's still got a couple of buys he's got to account for. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting week. Can Jacob survive his one week without his quarterback? Is he able to get some good running back work? Can Marty make it three in a row, jump right back into the picture? Uh, that trade for Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been fantastic for him. Uh, here's a huge game this week. Second week in a row, Carp is taking on a member of the Alice family and a former Ni- or a fellow Niner fan. Taking on Jen, Carp's team is packed to the gills. Everybody is healthy. Everybody is at the top of their game. He's got the... Russell Wilson's taking on his Niners, so him and Jen will have an extra eye on that game. Uh, and Jen's got a couple people I'm assuming she's going to put in. Uh, Mark Andrews is back for her. Deontay Johnson looking good as an option. So both of these teams could score upwards of 120, 130. Uh, it, it might come down to who gets a bonus or uh, whose defense comes through with New England against Green Bay. They're both fighting up there. Five wins on near the top of their division, trying to chase down Bill. Um, next up interesting matchup down in the NFC East division Steph and Sean Sean looking for a win he's got a pretty healthy team this week not many buys Emmanuel Sanders uh, still sick Uh, he could put Kirk Cousins in over Jimmy Garoppolo that'll be an interesting decision 
but pretty much everybody going in his lineup, seeing if he can get 100 points. Uh, meanwhile, for Steph, just trying to get by at the moment. It's Josh Allen could put up a bonus any week. He's, he's liable for that. Uh, Justin Jefferson should be back. Devontae Parker. Uh, this is going to be a tough one. I think if anybody can get to 100, they might get the win this week. But a lot of Steph's skill players have been missing in action at times. Very inconsistent. Uh, so an interesting week ahead. Steph really needs a win to get back on the plus side of things and back to the top of her division. Sean looking for his first win. He could get it this week. Uh, this is an interesting matchup. The Niners... Well, super fan and the faux Niners fan, I guess, with Bill and Tim. Uh, six and one against two and five. You wouldn't expect the two and five team to be projected to win by seven points, but that's what we've got. Justin Herbert playing at Denver. That ball's going to be flying all over the place there. DK Metcalf is due. George Kittle. Uh, he's got AJ Green, who he stole from Bill. Uh, Lamar Jackson. He could. Well, he'll be on the wayside. So James Conner. Will probably fit in for McKinnon, giving him even more points. Uh, actually, wait. Connor is on... Oh, yeah. He's stealing Connor from uh, from Bill. And if Bill's put in Lamar Jackson, it'll be a nice little trade going into this game. Uh, but elsewhere, you know, if Tanyan can get another big week, Tim Patrick might show up. It's an interesting week for Bill. He could go backwards two ro- losses in a row and have him suddenly in fear for his playoff life despite a 6-2 and two record. So, Tim, deserving of more wins, this would be a good one to get this week against his Ram slash Niner foe. A uh, huge week for rivalry concerns. Jeff Ventura and Cisco. Uh, Jeff coming off of his massive week last week. Uh, he's looking for another one. He's Pretty much got a full lineup going. If Aaron Jones comes back, that's even more trouble. Uh, he's picked up a couple of players. He's got Rieger hanging in there, maybe Des Bryant. Uh, but he doesn't really need much. He's got a full lineup, so it's just adding depth. Uh, but Cisco's got a good-looking team coming out this week as well. Juju and Amari uh, can both break out at any time. T.Y. is bound to get going. Um, he's got a pair of kickers now in his midst, so... This is going to have to do some work to win this one, but uh, we've seen Aaron Rodgers go off. He can definitely kick it into gear. And we'll need to jump back into it. A win would put him back at 500. A win for either team would put them at 500 and likely into a playoff spot. Uh, the number two team in the league right now, Ty, going up against Jeff Allis, last year's champion. It's been some rough sledding for Jeff uh, this week. He, he's made the pickup of Rashawn Higgins. Uh, not on the C.D. Lamb train, especially without really a quarterback over there. Really needs Miles Sanders to be healthy. Uh, not expected to be a lot from Jamal Williams this week. And Ty, this could be another week. He's, he hasn't played a team that's... The only team that scored 100 against him is beat him. Uh, he's got plenty to work with. He's got another couple of guys on the bench, a couple of... Uh, buys this week. Antonio Brown could be back soon. That'll give him even more decisions to make. Uh, hopefully that won't come back to Brighton in, in playoff time where he leaves a bonus or a 20-pointer on the bench and comes up short when he needs it. But Nelson Aguilar jumping right into the mix. 
going to get a start this week. Should be a win for Ty, but uh, we will see how Jeff Alice and the boys get if if they're just like the NFL Bengals and just trying to trying to stay alive and top Baker Mayfield. Uh, last matchup in the week, a nice one. Some good talking points, a good debate to be had between Tuck and Greg. Greg moving on up. Tuck had a great week last week, both for big positioning in that division. Uh, Baker Mayfield back in as the starter in, in Kyler Murray's off week. That's a big help for uh, Tuck, unless Baker throws up another five-touchdown game. One week, if, if Greg can ever get Michael Thomas back in the lineup, that would be a huge, huge boost for him. He's got Scotty Miller back. Boston Scott had a good first week with, with him last week. Uh, Tuck's got a couple of moves to make. He, he's missing two big-time wide receivers, and I don't know if he's going to rely on who's on his bench with, with Cameron Brayton, Hunter Renfro. So still some moves to be made from Tuck, uh, but this is the week that he could probably get it together. Patrick Mahomes and his whole slew of Chiefs are taking on the Jets. Uh, that's got to be a good look. Um, so an interesting week. Both teams need this win to, to stay afloat. A loss for Tuck would really put him behind the eight ball with only two wins as we are here through seven weeks. We're heading into week eight. Uh, that's it for the matchups from last week and the upcoming week. Uh, around the corner, I'm going to give you uh, a little look at where we stand halfway through the season, what I think things will look like down the second half of the season. Uh, and maybe a little bit of Halloween fun. Didn't really... I don't know how fun it is, but it's just uh, something Halloween-themed here for you in this Commissioner's Note. Hey, you, what you gonna do? Hey, you, what you gonna do? 49ers, what you gonna do? Ravens, tell me what you gonna do. Jets, what you gonna do? Steelers, what you gonna do? Cowboys, what you gonna do? When the Jacks come with you, Falcons, what you gonna do? Browns, what you gonna do? Carolina, what you gonna do? Them Jacks coming for you. Yeah, them Jacks, here they come. You better run for us, run. Because they're coming to your town. Big Cersei about to bring you out. Alright, we continue this commish note. Second half of it. Uh, a, there's a lot of congratulations in order. I guess uh, first and foremost, uh, Weber, this might have been two weeks ago now, uh, getting engaged. Congratulations. Nice scenic uh, out there up in somewhere in Washington. I think it was Seattle area on a boat. That's pretty good. I don't think anybody here has done that on a boat yet. Uh so congratulations to you. Another one to uh, Jeff Ventura. Had his third kid. Uh, I think that was Thursday night, if I remember. Uh, congratulations to Dominic. Good name. So now he's got Dominic, Grace, and uh, Madison. Congratulations to you. And uh, I know Tim holding bets to who will produce the next child and if there will be one by the end of the season that might be a good one for carp if you uh if you're still making your odds for anything postseason or otherwise uh our last congratulations is to carp uh this was an interesting nugget i didn't realize until 
he posted on social media last night, congratulations to the Dodgers. I'm not a, a real Dodgers fan. I appreciate them. They have a nice stadium. Um, I work for them on from time to time, so that's pretty fun. My mom was pretty hyped, but I had never realized that none of Carp's teams had ever won in his, you know, that he's been able to enjoy it. I guess his Niners won when, I don't know. I For some reason, I assume you were born before 94, but maybe you weren't. So the Niners had a chance last year, and then uh, Sharks have been close a lot. The The Dodgers have been close a lot, a lot, and finally getting the first win. I don't remember, I don't know if you have a basketball team, but or maybe Michigan football or USC or something like that. I, I can never keep them straight, but uh, congratulations. And actually, you know, I, Cal State Fullerton won a baseball title. I don't know if you were there yet, so maybe that doesn't count either. Um, but congratulations on your first team title. I know, uh, like some of us have been spoiled, the Martys of the world with the Patriots, um, even uh, you know Tim. Tim and Jen may have been around for, may have been cognizant of the Niners' last title. Um, we all have an Angels title under our belt. Some of us have a Ducks title under our belt. Uh, probably plenty of Lakers fans. I know there's the Laker championship, but whatever they they have one all the time. Uh, yeah, I wonder if there's anybody who's never experienced a championship. I don't know if Cisco's seen a Cowboys championship in his lifetime. Uh, the Rams have been close, but I'm sure Bill is, was there. I don't know if he was a fan when St. Louis was around. So, so congratulations all around to everybody. Uh, I guess if I would rank those three life achievements, I gotta put number one as, um... Hmm. Well, third place, the lowest of that, I'm, I gotta go with Jeff. I mean, I understand having a child. You didn't physically have a child. I know that you contributed. It is your third. Um, nothing wrong with third childs, but it's you know, first boy. That's that's fun. The the, the name lives on. Uh, but I still gotta put it third. I'll give Carp the second most important of those accomplishments. Stuck with his team. Uh, first of any championship for anything, so that's pretty good. Uh, Weber, I guess I'll give Weber the, the top out of those three accomplishments. Uh, been with, uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on his, his girlfriend's, now fiance's name right now, but they've been together for a while. Laura, Laura is her name, and, uh, you know, pulling the trigger, That's that's exciting, and now a lot of interesting time ahead when it comes to planning and during COVID as well. Um, so congrats. Uh, let's see the next part we are going to get to, uh, I try to have a little fun with it. It's Halloween. Oh, I have a, uh, interesting, uh, I have a song to end the commission note today, which is my new favorite song, a podcast that I listen to ends every October podcast with this song. I may start that next year for any October football we get to um but i guess halloween you know in the past i've done candies or or uh costumes or anything like that I, i'm not feeling very creative this year with that i wanted to put together a franken team of the worst uh the worst 
fantasy team you could come back up with this year, taking everybody that's played their worst player and uh, and stuck with it. Um, so let's go down the line. The Franken team quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, and really any of Jeff's quarterbacks before uh, before last week. I think he had tried Trubisky in four games and, and really not gotten much out of him. Or actually, I think that was the one that uh, – sorry, Jeff, Jeff Alice, not Jeff Ventura. Uh, Trubisky had gotten three starts, I think even including this last week. I don't know why. I can't think of it right away. Yes, of course, uh, Andy Dalton getting a couple of points. So now that makes every single week uh, Jeff Alice has yet to get 20 points out of his quarterback. I think the most was 17 from a Trubisky week, uh, a couple of 13s, a 15. So all the quarterbacks combined for Jeff Alice. uh, But if we're picking one guy, Mitch Trubisky, who's now a benched player, and he is now uh, dabbling between Andy Dalton and Phillip Rivers. i got to think Phillip Rivers is the go-to. Unless you're going to pick up Big Ben DiNucci, that'll be fun. See if he gets a start. Mitch Trubisky, quarterback of our Franken team. Uh, I guess going down the line, how it's set up on Yahoo, two wide receivers set uh, for myself, Marvin Jones Jr., and from Bill's team, A.J. Green. I understand A.J. Green no longer on Bill's team, uh, but under Bill, he had probably four starts, and, you know, cheers to him. He's, he went undefeated in that stretch, but A.J. Green holding him back. Uh, I feel like it's always one of those things where they're a good player. As long as they're on your team, they're not going to do well. Uh, once they go anywhere else, they'll do well. It's, you know, chicken or the egg, I guess, in, in a sense there. So A.J. Green and then myself with Marvin Jones, I, I really, I've liked him the last couple of years and never got him on my team. Finally did this year, and he's laid eggs. He played okay this weekend, but just a sad state of affairs. It's one of those things you just can't really take any Lions players, even though somebody's got to score on some of these lower teams. But Marvin Jones Jr. completes the wideout set. Uh, running back on the Franken team, Boston Scott, who had some good games last year when he got plugged in from injuries uh, and really was with Philadelphia. They got three or four guys running around carrying the ball. Miles Sanders has been in and out. Uh, for Steph's team, he had been atrocious, I think. He had gotten her, um, like, less than two points over the three starts that she put him in. So uh, now he's on Greg's team doing just fine, so that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's how the way the world works. So Boston Scott, the running back. Uh, tight end for this team is Jeff Ventura's Eric Ebron. Uh, not the worst season, but 30 points spread over five starts, and now uh, – especially last week, was he might have been the only person that really didn't bring anything to the table in Jeff's 200-point week. He got eight points, so probably his best week of the year, but averaging six, uh, seven points a game out of the tight end, not not ideal. Uh, the, wide re- the wide receiver tight end spot, uh, going to another tight end, Logan Thomas was in the mix until last week. Uh, Drew Sample on Sean's team. Uh, just a, a tough look. I, I know Eifert's been good there in the past, and Tyler Croft also, I think, a little bit. 
last week, and I guess now three weeks that I'm looking at. Less than 10 points. Uh, did not need him last week because of Kelsey, but, uh, you know, he's, he's had to start him. I think he got rid of him altogether. So, <clears throat> cheers to you, Sean. Has been an unwelcome part to a winless season so far. Uh, the wide receiver tight end flex, or the wide receiver <clears throat> running back flex position, Mecole Hardman for Tuck. You know, I'll give it to Tuck. Hardman is a Kansas City guy. Go with your Kansas City guys. He could pop off for a bonus or something, but I think 15 points in the four starts you've, you've had him this year so far. Um, he he did a little bit more this week, so I guess cheers to that, but still under 10, more than his uh, projected. I'll give it to him, keep sticking with his guy, but he is our Franken team wide receiver running back flex. Uh, kicking game, that is a conglomeration of Greg's kickers. Uh, Steven Goskowski, who has been abysmal this year. Uh, Michael Badgley, Josh Lambeau now, I believe, is his kicker. Uh, actually, no, Josh Lambeau for a week. And then Greg, uh, Brandon McManus, all just pitiful numbers as kickers. Uh, I finally got a good week last week from 14 from Matt Prater. Uh, but before that, Greg had probably put up I think he only had one field goal all season before last week. Uh, just a tough go, and that's that's probably what put him in the four-loss position out of the gate. So Greg's kickers and defense, I think I'm going to make it back on the list. Uh, Jeff's Buffalo Bills and my combo of Tennessee and Minnesota had, uh, you know, together really, you know, Done nothing out of the defensive role, but Buffalo had a good week. Uh, my teams continue to struggle. Minnesota, drafting them was, I don't know, that's what I get for following Harvey. Uh, so Minnesota's probably going to go in that slot. It was a great week all around for defenses. I think they were the difference in a lot of the matchups last week. A lot of, you know, 15, 20, 30-point games out of teams. Uh, so that's our Franken team, our Halloween Franken team. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Marvin Jones, A.J. Green, Boston Scott, Eric Ebron, Miko Hardman, Drew Sample, Greg's kicking game, and the Minnesota Vikings defense. Um, so now I'm gonna we're gonna look into uh, we're at the halfway point. I know it's I like to look at see where everybody stands, where they're gonna go throughout the rest of the year. Uh, gonna have some background music here. I don't know, a little bit different side of the. Uh, football spectrum and uh, take a look at what we're working with so we have our eight playoff teams at the moment Bill Ty Carp, Jen, uh, myself, Jacob, Weber and Steph uh, yeah, Steph technically the eight seed on top of Jeff despite uh, more points from Jeff but somebody has to make it out of the NFC East division so I'll think about Maybe just doing conferences next year instead of divisions. Uh, unless everybody likes that. It's, I've always thought it would be fun. But uh, Looking in the past, the teams that normally make the playoffs, uh, it, it's hard to look and see you know, what teams have been doing at midseason. And, and if, you're, if you're a winning record at this point, a losing record, what are your odds of making the playoffs? I really tried to dig deep on that, but that was going to take a lot of time for – I hardly listen to commissional podcast. Um, 
But I was able to see what it takes to make the playoffs in this league throughout the years, going back probably at least the last 8, 9, 10 years. Uh, the magic number really is 1,500 points. That's overall points. Uh, as we've seen, one of our, a couple of our highest scoring teams in the league. In fact, uh, Tim, who is fifth in the league in scoring, uh, Jeff Ventura fourth. They're both look outside looking in in terms of the playoffs. Even Marty sitting at 19th is the ninth uh, leading scoring team. So uh, the record is not usually a good indicator. Uh, points for points that you've been lucky enough to go against uh, tell the story. So the 1,500-point plateau is a key one. In the last, I believe, eight or nine years, there have been three teams to reach 1,500 to not make the playoffs. Next, Steph was one year at 1501. I think uh, uh, I think it was Ty another year who had about a 1520. Uh, there was another year Jeff Ventura somehow finished 11th or 12th and had over 1600 points. And he the opponent's scoring was at 1700, which that year was. Two or three hundred more than any other team. So I'm, I'm very sorry about that year, Jeff. It looks like you're making up for it at the moment. Uh, hopefully. But that's kind of where we're looking at right now. Uh, teams that can get to the 1500 mark, that's usually a, a good sign of you getting the playoffs. Uh, and, and right now, where that leaves us at. So that's an average, as I calculate this right now, an average of 107 per week. Uh, so now looking down the list on our teams, I believe we have a little over, actually exactly eight teams are averaging over 107 points. Well, that's the opponent, sorry. Uh, offensively, offensive teams. Uh, yeah, I think that still rings true. The top eight Scoring teams are averaging over 107 points. Uh, so, I mean, that might be a good indicator of who... Obviously, there's a lot of things that have changed. You know, Jacob had a, a few really good weeks, was leading the league in scoring at one point, and he has been decimated by injuries and the like. Uh, and he finds himself 121 points average in a week, uh, second most in the league. So I guess right now the people that should make the playoffs based off of the average points. Uh, top point getter is Carp. Carp's a solid in at the moment. Second would be Jacob uh, trying to make something and, and save his sixth place right now and not fall to a projected 14th. Uh, third most points in the league is at the top of the league in Bill. Uh, Bill is... You know, six wins is well on your way. If you, if you can even get to the seven and seven mark, that is another good indicator of making the postseason or not, or eight wins for sure. Uh, fourth most points, Jeff Ventura. We see him outside looking in at ninth place technically, uh, but can probably steer around that the way he's going. Uh, fifth most points is Tim down in 13th place. The fifth most points. Uh, he has gone up against the most points from opponents, especially the 219-point week from Jeff. Uh, so another person outside of the playoffs at the moment who is 
all things considered, should be there. It should make the 1,500-point mark um, to make the playoffs. The six most points to this point is Steph. So Steph, we know a lot of it have been the bonuses. She actually leads the entire uh, league in bonuses. She has six, and only five of them have started. She had the one week where Josh Allen got a bonus on the bench. Uh, she has five bonuses to lead the league, and still a struggle to, to get points. She's, she needs a lot of her skill positions to figure it out, but uh, bonuses will get you there. She's won a lot of games solely on bonuses, really. Uh, she's got the lead with five. Jeff Ventura with four in second place. Uh, there are a few with two bonuses that are Greg and Marty and Weber. Uh, most everyone else has at least one bonus. Ty, the only one from a defensive unit. Uh, two people have had a bonus, but it was on their bench. That was Jeff Alice and Tucker. Uh, and then Cisco and Sean without a bonus yet, the only two. Uh, something I, pro- I might incorporate into the rest of uh, moving forward as part of the bonuses we hand out for, you know, closest margin of victory, most points in a week. Uh, probably most bonuses should get something like that. Uh, so I think I'm going to add that moving forward. I can't, I'm not going to add it this year as uh, something that is already past the halfway mark, but uh, fun little stat to look at. So Steph, the six most points. Seventh most is Ty, and Ty's made his way to second in the league in the league so far with the only other six-win team alongside Bill. And I mentioned another stat. He's a lot of it uh, helping that every team he's played uh, averaging 82 points a week from opponents. And when you when you only have to score 83 points, that's going to get you a lot of wins. Uh, and mentioned the only time anybody scored 100 this year, they defeated Ty. So there's a magic number for you right there. Uh, but yeah, i got to say, Ty the last couple weeks has, has turned it on, so I can see him definitely making the playoffs, if, especially if those things hold, um, possibly even a number one seed. Uh, and the eighth most points this year with an average of 108 per week over the 107 you need to get to 1,500 is Greg. Greg with a slow start. He has a good team. He had a lot of injury issues and buys. Um, I think he got hit by COVID issues for a bit uh, and, and started to figure out the last couple weeks. And he played pretty much this whole season without his number one draft pick in Michael Thomas. So if he can ever get back, Greg is a dangerous uh, opponent. And sitting in 10th right now, but in a a lower-tiered division could easily win that with, with seven wins at this point. Uh, and those are probably going to be eight playoff teams. It's At least from what the numbers tell me, that would mean teams currently in the top eight. Uh, myself, Weber, and Jen, actually. That would kick them out of the playoffs. Now, it, it's tough to say that with Jen. Yes, she has. Had her struggles. She had a lot of injuries, a lot of COVID issues as well with the Titans, mostly of most of her team. Um, so she might actually buck that trend. She could actually get over the hundred, the 1500 mark for the season. Um, but we will have to see. That's not what the numbers say. The interesting other note: uh, looked at opponents and, and people that are getting a benefit of the doubt. 
Uh, the team's not scoring very much. You mentioned Ty. Uh, myself and Cisco are the only three people where their opponents average uh, under 100 points, and I've seen that the last two weeks winning off of garbage production and team scoring 65 or less. Uh, Tim's had the toughest route, 130 points average per week that teams have scored against him. Uh, that puts him in the running for the toughest to ske- schedule, which would get him uh, a nice little payday of $5 at the end of the season. Uh, also up there, 120 points per week opponents have put up against Jeff and against Marty. Um, you see Marty won the last couple weeks with a good offense. Uh, but also up top, you know, you, you can't, you can't knock Bill. It's he's done it with smoke and mirrors to get six and one, but he's faced the fifth most points in the league, 107 per week that teams are scoring against him. Same with Jacob. He's done it against some of the better teams, 110 per week he's going up against. Uh, but at the same time, people like uh, you know we've seen Jeff against the second most points, and Sean has faced the fourth most. So we know Sean's had some struggles uh, filling up lineups as well, but. Um, he has also taken on some tough teams, so little little bit to add to uh, why he is winless at the moment. The other thing we can look at teams that are projected where they're projected to go at the moment. Uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the year what the Yahoo projections were of how everybody was going to end up. Uh, Yahoo at the moment has a projection of uh, first place Carp, who was projected 14th from Yahoo at the beginning of the season. Uh, it has Carp first, Ty second, Jeff making it up there in third, Tim up there in fourth. Uh, it says here Jen fifth place, um, sixth place. It's got Weber seventh place, Bill hanging on. Doesn't look doesn't look favorable in your future according to Yahoo, Bill. Uh, and then eighth place, Greg squeaking in there the division title over Steph. Um, of course, that would kick out my team, who's currently fifth, projected ninth, uh, preseason projected myself at 12th. Uh, and as Steph at 10, Cisco at 11, 12 is Jacob. With you know, he's, he's got a good start for himself, uh, sitting up there in sixth place and second most points, but. They need to make some moves to to get a good team the rest of the way. Uh, 13 Tuck, 14 Marty, unfortunately. The defending champion, 15th, and Sean in 16th. The projected total. So uh, that's kind of what the the numbers are telling us and and the trends. Uh, Obviously, a lot of moves still to be made. Had a couple of nice trades. I don't know if there is a trade deadline, but... uh, it's been fun so far. I hope everybody gets a kick out of these and, and uh, enjoys the commission notes. Anybody ever wants to come on and talk about this or that? If Carp, you want to you know, throw your championship ring in front of our faces. If you've got any odds you want to throw out there. Plenty of, of commission notes to, to talk about anything you guys need. Uh, think about the transaction rule 40 maximum transactions on the entire season which includes playoffs so uh i know it's you know it's a rule that's been there and everybody knows about it it was 50 it's been down to 40 now but uh if if we need to extend it back to 50 or or even abolish it because of the coronavirus issues i know we've got the uh, uh 
waiver budget as well. Uh, let's see what people think. Maybe I'll throw a, a vote up or something like that, uh, especially if we're getting close. With over half, about a halfway point, a couple people have used more than half of their acquisitions. So good thing to think about. Uh, I think that'll do it for our commission note tonight. I'll leave you with some fun music. I uh, hope everybody's safe with the fires. Uh, all the fun podcasts next week. I already have a good plan for that. As we go on to week eight, no Jaguars this week, so I, I, I can't lose. Cheers to me. Sh- you know, sprinting straight towards that number two overall spot. Uh, I think that's it. I don't know what's happening for Halloween. I'm not trick-or-treating. I'm stuck here in my house. Hopefully don't have to evacuate again. Uh, but that'll do it. And, uh, thanks for listening. Feel free to chime in. Chat's been great so far. Uh, I hope to see you guys and talk to you guys soon.
feel good.